Hi, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'm your host, Melissa Vera. Today I'm joined by my really good friend and tabletop media group owner, Kristen. We're going to talk about everything COVID-19 related as far as how it affects their clients and also farming and find a little tidbit that most people don't know about me. Hope you enjoy. from Adventures and Frugal Mom. Welcome to Chats from the Log Cabin and I'm here with the amazing Kristen from Tabletop Media. Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Melissa. First of all, thank you so much for having me and I must say that I really wish I had a blog cabin, so I'm pretty <laughs> jealous. <laughs> but um, I, I'm super happy to be here today and I'm the owner and founder of Tabletop Media Group and we are a media agency that's based in North Carolina and we have clients that are primarily focused on food, beverage, and agriculture. So as you know, we've been hit pretty hard um, in this current pandemic, and we're just trying to make the most of it and you know, really push our clients, um, you know, delivery to go, all sorts of great offerings that, um, that they're currently having out there in the community. Now tell us a little bit about your background, since I know you have some agriculture background. Yes, I do. So right out of college and actually during graduate school, I was interning at the North Carolina Department of Ag and Consumer Services. And so as soon as I finished up graduate school, I got my first big girl full time job with them and I was the outreach coordinator for them. And so that was a really great opportunity. I got to meet a bunch of different kinds of farmers. I even worked on um, a pretty interesting program for uh, farmers who were raising cantaloupe when all of the crazy outbreaks were happening. Like, I don't know if you remember that years ago with like listeria and cantaloupes. So I got to uh, collaborate with some really amazing people like uh, Dr. Ben Chapman at NC State. He works in the food safety department there. So we got to do some really great educational programs for farmers. So I love ag, that's definitely a passion of mine and it's been really fun to still work with a lot of farmers and more on the promotion side of things now. Yeah, I think the first time I ever met you was at the Gate to Plate tour that yeah. Feed the Dialogue put together. I'm, I want to do one of those tours again. Are they planned in the future or do you? I sure hope so. I know that Marlo, she's the executive director. Hopefully she's uh, watching, but uh, she is wonderful. And we've coordinated a couple different tours with Feed the Dialogue which is an organization that strives to educate people about agriculture and just learning you know, the truth behind ag and what the farmers are doing um, every day. And so I really hope that we can do some more of those tours. I know right now everything's kind of on pause and we've put a lot of our event planning on hold until we kind of see what our new normal is going to be looking like. Yeah, that's true. Now, what service do you, do you provide at Tabletop? 
Yeah, that, that's a great question, Melissa, and something I definitely love to share. So a couple of the biggest um, parts of our business, number one, social media management. So, you know, we have a lot of restaurants that'll come to us that are wanting um, somebody else to manage their social media just because they don't have enough time to do it. So we can uh, manage their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google, my business pages, et cetera. So we, we do that full service. And we also have some amazing photographers and videographers on our team. So uh, thanks for pulling up our website. You can see <laughs> some of the photos right there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, another big piece is public relations and marketing. So we do work with our clients to develop, you know, some interesting campaigns for them, um, you know, surrounding their restaurant or their farm or whatnot. And then we also offer website design. So especially great for people that are starting a new business, you definitely want like a sleek, polished uh, looking website. And then we recently added on restaurant consulting because we've gotten a lot of questions from some of the chefs or, you know, somewhat new restaurant owners about how to trim down my food costs or, you know, where do I go to hire great staff members, et cetera. And so that's been a really uh, interesting part of our business that we're certainly growing. And um, last but not least, graphic design and illustration. So if you need like a new logo or a brochure created, we can definitely do that for you. So quite a wide variety and our niche really is that food, bev and ag. And you know, it's just something that I personally love and all of the people on my team love it too. So we're huge foodies, as you could say. Yeah. Um, how many people are on your team? So right now um, we do have some full-time people on our team. And then also we work with a wide variety of freelancers. So um, it's kind of a, a mixed bag. It's always fluctuating just depending on, on different numbers of projects. But I will shout out, hopefully they're also watching, I will shout out some of our awesome full-time staff. So we have Quinn Carlton Bostic, mm -hmm. who is one of our publicists. Mm -hmm. She's absolutely wonderful. I know that you work with her a lot, Melissa. Yeah. She's and, a down home girl, Eastern North Carolina. <laughs> yes, she is from Duplin County. So mm -hmm. definitely Eastern North Carolina through and through. And then we also have Jordan Yergen. She's uh, my very first employee, which is really cool. Um, she was working with us back in the day when I didn't have an office. I was running everything out of my house and she would come over to my house and work at my kitchen table with me. <laughs> That's how, how long she's been with us. So uh, she does social media management for us. And then we also have Lewis Foreman, who I met a couple of years ago uh, when I moved to Warrington, North Carolina. So I live in a small town now about an hour north of Raleigh. And she's another one of our uh, full-time social media managers. She's a gem to work with, really great person. And it's just been fun. She has um, some more experience in like the fashion realm of things. She uh, used to work for some companies out in Chapel Hill that dealt with that. So that's been, been really great. And, um, you know, we have a lot of other great freelancers on our team and my husband even works at tabletop. So that's been kind of fun, but um, yeah, big shout out to our awesome tabletop team. They are pretty awesome. I mean, but I had to give a shout out to the Duplin County girls since I'm from Onslow. So <laughs> absolutely. Eastern North Carolina has got to stick together. Yep, that's right. Now, how has COVID affected your business personally, not your clients yet, but just your business personally? So it was pretty freaky, I will say, um, especially I think it was like two days after the stay at home order happened. 
we had some clients that, you know, immediately had to shut down. And so like hotels, for instance, and some restaurant owners chose to shutter their doors. And so they had to call us and unfortunately put our contracts on pause for the time being. And so that was pretty rough. Um, I just felt like, you know, my head was about to explode. I didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, I went home and I strategized with Zane and, you know, tried to come up with new ways that we could help these businesses that were closing and just help our local community too. And so it definitely um, took a toll on us. I had to take myself off of payroll and my husband off of payroll. So, I mean, we, we did all we could because I wanted to make sure that I kept our employees, um, you know, safe and sound and able to pay them. Mm -hmm. Well, that's unusual. Most people don't take themselves off their payroll. Most company owners don't do that. So I applaud you for that. Well, thank you. I mean, it, it definitely is a, a tough situation. And I know there are some other fellow business owners that I've heard that have done the same thing. And, you know, our, our employees are our family, you mm -hmm. know, and so I just, I had to do what I had to do to stay afloat. Now, I remember I was actually at a workshop that you were doing for the Zebulon Farmer's Market right before COVID, actually, just like, because we had plans, I had plans to go to one of your restaurants to review it, to meet up mm -hmm. with Jeff to talk about um, my Women in Business series, and it didn't happen because everything ended up shutting down. I know. That was crazy. I remember that we were talking about that. It was with the Zebulon Farm Fresh Market, and mm -hmm. You know, we were all like, what's going to happen? We were kind of unsure. And then I think it was just a matter of a couple of days. We got word that the stay at home order was in place and, you know, life as we knew it was about to change drastically. So hopefully you can get back to that restaurant and um, interview Chef Amanda at Koan. She's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I did end up having um, Simone from Sasul. Um, yep. business series and sh I, I love their food their jalapeno oh, yeah. hummus is like the best i'm like i could eat and make a whole meal out of that i know i sometimes will just like go and grab that with some fresh vegetables and just eat that for lunch or you know i can put it on eggs i mean it goes on anything that jalapeno cilantro hummus is the bomb <laughs> so with good their, with their homemade pita bread it's the oh bomb. yeah yeah yes <laughs> so good so now let's talk about your clients yeah, definitely. So man, it has affected them like crazy. All, all of our clients for the most part have either, like I said a little bit earlier, they've either had to shut down for the time being or just completely cut, you know, the majority of their staff because, you know, a lot of our restaurants mm -hmm. have bartenders and servers and there's no way that they could pay them right now. Um, and so, you know, business has, decreased by in some instances 80 to 90 percent for some of our restaurant clients which i mean it's hard for me to even wrap my head around you know and um so it's been pretty tough on them i will say that they have gotten very creative and it's been super fun to work with some of them on some new strategies so i mean i i'm in the business of helping people that's just what i love to do and that's what drives me to get up every morning and so it's been really fun to work with restaurants, like a uh, big shout out to uh, Drew Smith at Koan and Carrie. He completely just, you know, he said he woke up in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. and was like, I think I need to become a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And so he started selling like toilet paper and all sorts of stuff at his restaurant. So, um, you know, they've gotten very, very creative, I will say. 
Very great. I think I watched uh, one of the Instagram videos of Linda from Linda Eats World going to pick up her groceries at Koan and Antoine yeah. was handing her the grocery. Here you go, ma'am, and put it in her car and stuff. And I just think it's so cute. <laughs> I know. Yes. It's been so much fun. And like, you know, I, I'm really missing all of our influencer friends and bloggers. And so it's been great to actually still work with you guys too to help promote some of these new initiatives and things that our clients are doing. I know uh, Teddy Diggs at Coronado Pizza in Carborough, he has just been like totally transitioned to delivery and carry out for his pizza. And so it was really fun. I got to send um, some local bloggers in Carborough out to him to pick up pizza and, you know, just give him some love that way. So even though we're not able to send all of our blogger friends and influencers out to dine, it's been great to send them to go pick up food or get delivery from one of the restaurant owners. And um, one of the ladies that we sent out, um, Christine, I don't know if she's watching, but Christine Byrne, uh, we had Teddy come to her house and drop off pizza. And she was like, I can't believe that he's here right now. You know, <laughs> like, this is so cool. So it's been really great for our clients to still be able to interact with influencers. And that's been a big piece of, of what we've been pushing right now for them. I will say you practice what you preach because you on your Instagram, on your personal Instagram, you're actually going to these places and getting food, even though you're an at what an hour from Raleigh. Yeah, that that is kind of tough right now, uh, being an hour outside of Raleigh, and we're in a very rural area. There's only just a couple of restaurants up our way, and of course, I've been supporting them as well. But uh, something that's kind of fun for me and also my husband is we might do like a little date day, and we'll just like drive into Raleigh, pick up some food from one of our clients or one of our really good friends, maybe get some ice cream, get some more food, and then go on home. So it's been really great to still be able to support some of those people, even though we are a little bit far away. I wish that we were closer because I, I feel like I would be eating out every single day just to try to support so many people. I'm sure you feel the same too, because you're a little bit mm -hmm. outside um, yeah, of the triangle. My heart aches for all those restaurants in Raleigh. Any, any, any restaurant, any local mom and pop restaurants that aren't chains mm -hmm. that really are struggling right now trying to make payroll and stuff. Um, Speaking of ice cream, don't you handle Howling Cow? Yeah. yeah, so we, we handle their social media, which is super fun. I love working with them. And um, I'm an NC State grad, so go pack. How <laughs> um, <laughs> did I put up my wolf pack sign? But um, they are currently closed right now for their uh, new creamery that just opened. Mm -hmm. And it's on their farm, which is really great. So um, hopefully they'll be open, you know, uh, fairly soon after all of this kind of passes us by and we get to our new normal. But um, it's been great because Harris Teeter actually has Howling Cow now. So if you are going to like a Harris Teeter that's, you know, around the Triangle area, you could pick up pints of Howling Cow, which is great. And if you go to their website, you can see all the different Harris Teeters that carry their products. So it's still good to be able to support them through that uh, means right now. But I love ice cream. So that's my favorite food. <laughs> Now, there's another thing that Tabletop has launched in conjunction with in the North Carolina State Agriculture is that social media classes for farmers. Yes. So this has been something pretty positive that's come out of COVID-19. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of farmers right now, they're still busy, of course. I mean, mm -hmm. they're still growing our food and busier than ever. It's spring right now. 
but a lot of farmers are, you know, looking at this like, huh, I need to think of maybe getting into new markets or promoting myself a little bit better on the online space right now because everybody is literally at home on their computer mm -hmm. or on their, their phone or smart device. And so something really great that I've launched with Heather Barnes, she's from the North Carolina Department of Ag, and then also Warren County Economic Development Commission, Stacy Woodhouse. He's the director there. We've all put our heads together and we created a social media for farmers series. And thank you for attending uh, those, Melissa. It's been really great. And we've had a lot of people attending them. So that you know makes me feel super great. And I, I'm very grateful that these folks are you know learning some new skills. I taught um, an Instagram class, like how to use Instagram Live, IGTV. Uh, tomorrow, I'm actually teaching a class about Google My Business, so like how to claim your farm on Google uh, on their free listing service. Mm -hmm. So it's you know skills that maybe you just don't really know how to use, or you've been wanting to just expand your knowledge a little bit more. And so that's been great to be able to provide that. And they're totally free classes, so anybody, um, any farmer can sign up. We are opening it to people that are in the ag industry as well. Like we've had some uh, folks from like bigger ag organizations. So definitely encourage everybody to sign up. I know when I, when I saw it, I said, well, I'm not a farmer, but can I sign up? <laughs> yeah. And you, you work with so many farmers. And so I think it's very beneficial for you and, you know, it helps to put you in their minds too. Cause I know you're launching some really cool stuff involving agriculture too. And it's kind of my, my friend, Emily from Odom farming company, she attended the Instagram workshop, but she, couldn't attend yesterday. So we're kind of piggybacking. So we're sharing information with each other. So nice. I love following her too. Oh my goodness. Her farm. I love all the animals and I love all the stuff that you post on your Instagram too, Melissa. It's great. The, the cow is still my favorite. Even oh. though she's got baby goats, that cow is still my favorite. Oh my gosh. I loved the one video. There was um, the goat jumping on um, her, his mom's back, I think it was. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? Her mom's back, yep. Her, her, her mom's, mom's back. back. <laughs> oh my gosh, the goats are so crazy. I tell you what, <laughs> they have a mind of their own. Speaking of farm, don't you live on a farm? Yes, so my husband and I live on a farm up in Warren County. So I know we were talking a little bit earlier. It's about an hour north of Raleigh. So we uh, moved out here, I can't believe it's almost been three years, actually, in July. It'll be three years that we've lived out, out here. And uh, we absolutely love it. Lots of great, uh, just, you know, animals on the farm, nature, and it's just a, a good escape away from, like, the city life, I guess you could say. Um, we do have one donkey right now. We are looking for the donkey to have a girlfriend. So if anybody has any female donkey leads, please let me know. <laughs> Putting a shameless plug in there for personal purposes. But um, his name is Ollie and mm -hmm. he is the cutest little thing. I, I just love him. And I try to post just fun little videos on my personal Instagram of him just to brighten people's day. He loves carrots and now apples, which we have recently discovered. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah. yeah, I know the farm just got a female Jenny, a mini donkey for Herbert because uh, he was kind of aggressive a little bit with ah. the other, you know how they're really protective of their herd. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lucy said you have the cutest farm. Oh, well, thank you, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. <laughs> Y'all will have to come out to the farm after all of this and, you know, come camp or 
just meet Ollie and just relax out here. And I think that my husband and I will be getting some chickens soon. We used to have um, about, I want to say it was like close to 200 egg laying birds. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, after a few years, they kind of taper off with the mm -hmm. number of eggs they lay. So we no longer have them. And then we did uh, raise about another 200 for meat. So we had 200 meat birds. And um, so I think that we're going to be getting some more meat birds and then a couple um, chickens, like maybe like 12 or so for eggs. So just for like personal use. Um, the egg business, whew, mad props to them. I mean, it is a tough one. Um, especially all of our chickens were like free range roaming all around the farm. And I mean, it, it's hard to keep them away from predators for sure. And, you know, just to, um, keep them safe. So it, it's definitely a tough one. <laughs> Lucy said that would be great. I had chickens in Ohio. Nice. Yes. Chickens are so much fun though. I mean, they will follow you around and pretty much be like your pet. <laughs> yeah. We had one that were kind of free ranged and it would one of them, her name was Bowie and she would go to the neighbor's front yard and front door and knock on their front door. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. They the really thing. have personalities too. I mean, Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, so definitely I'm going to have to visit you when I launch the new blog coming up. So I know. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, for all of that. So I'll have to show you all around Warren County and introduce you to some really great farmers that we have up here too. Lucy said we had a variety of colorful eggs. Oh, nice. That's really neat. I love like seeing the, the really like vibrant kind of blue eggs. I think that's really cool. And then our chickens, they were cinnamon queens. So they were all brown eggs. But um, every now and then we'd get like a random more like white cream colored egg. So that was kind of interesting. But I think one time we got a polka dot egg. Oh, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like Easter. <laughs> yeah, Easter eggs for sure. <laughs> now let's talk about Koan and their community hub. Sure. Yes. So this has been such a great project. And it's honestly just given me like so much new energy, new life during all of this. And so one of my good friends, Jen Rice, she's a freelance food writer and also a brand consultant. She approached me just kind of on a whim randomly and was talking to me about Carborough United. And so Carborough United is a similar kind of model that we've created for Community Hub, but Carborough United had started this, um, like this hub location that was once a week in Carborough where all these chefs and farmers came together to sell their products for at one location. And so she was really great friends with them. She started talking with all of them. They really encouraged her to start something in Wake County. And so that's when she came to me and was telling me about uh, the Carberry United Food Hub and said like, why don't we try to start something like this? So I instantly thought of Drew Smith. I mean, he had to be involved because they were already so successful with their Kmart, uh, their co-on <laughs> grocery stores, what he, uh -huh. they call it Kmart. And so it was just a natural fit to go ahead and add the hub model into the co-on uh, branding and into their business model. And so what we've done is if you go to coancarry.com, and I know Melissa has the link up, um, to learn more about the hub. But if you go to coancarry.com, there's a section to the far left on the screen. It says community hub with a K. And if you click on that, it has all the instructions about hub day. 
And so right now we are currently taking orders until Thursday at three o'clock for the hub day. And so people can come to Koan on Saturday from 11 to three to pick up their hub orders. So you do have to give, you know, some of the chefs and farmers a little bit of time to get everything organized. That's why we have to cut off um, the orders on Thursdays at three, but we have all the steps clearly laid out and you can order right there online. It's completely contact free. All you have to do is either have like your order number placed on your window, or you could just like roll down your window and shout out your order number. And then the team at Koan or whoever is volunteering for the hub literally just puts your bag of groceries or the meals into your trunk. So it's a pretty cool concept. And um, one thing that I really love doing is just involving so many small businesses and local farmers. And so like we have somebody up in Warren County that is currently raising um, or growing some really beautiful lettuces. And we have somebody that has strawberries. So we put together a joint produce box for them, which is great. We have a bunch of different restaurants from all around the uh, Triangle area participating. We have like vegan options, vegetarian options. There's so many great things that are on the hub. And it's just a wonderful way, like instead of, you know, having to go from place to place to place and support all these businesses and, you know, using up a lot of your time, you can now just order from the hub and support, you know, 20 different businesses if you wanted to at one time and it only you know takes just a couple minutes out of your day to go and pick it up so it's a pretty cool concept and um this will be our second hub day on saturday so it's only growing from here and we've gotten so much more interest and added a lot of great products compared to last week um, i think that we've added like at least 10 new products so i i'm so excited about that that so many people want to come together uh, for this initiative so tell me some of the people that are um, some of the companies that are involved with these products. So that way somebody might want some of their favorites they can go. Oh, yes, absolutely. So one that I personally purchased last uh, last week for the hub is from Zenfish. Have you been there? I don't know if you've been there yet. Oh, it's so good. She has some of the best poke. I absolutely love the poke bowls. And I got the veget the vegetarian poke. So it was uh, sweet potato and tofu that was marinated. Mm. And she gives you all the different things to like essentially create your own poke bowl. So I got that and it was a family meal. Um, she said that it feeds four. I, I think I've eaten it like six times <laughs> already. Like <laughs> it, it's so good. And it was a lot of food, a great value. And then um, new this week, we added Mama's Sugar Shack, which has been really fun. It's edible cookie dough. So oh. I love cookie dough. <laughs> so this will be fun. Uh, we also added Union Special, and they're the bakery that's like um, slightly north of downtown Raleigh. And Chef Andrew, he's the owner, and he's doing a really special um, loaf of bread. And then in that same box, when you get the loaf of bread, you also get a bag of flour that's locally milled at Lindley Mills. They're right mm -hmm. outside of like the Chapel Hill area. Mm -hmm. So that is a really unique offering that's new this week. And then we have a couple other um, chefs like uh, Chef Blake Gottlife from Under the Oak. He's doing a three course dinner for two. And he is a, um, also a small farmer and restaurant owner out in Smithfield. So he grows a lot of his own produce that's featured in the meal. Uh, another one that I um, definitely want to shout out, I also purchased this meal last week. So she's a private chef. Her name is Leslie, and she owns the Traveling Cafe. 
And she also did a three course uh, dinner for two and it was all plant-based, which I thought was pretty cool. And um, so she did like this amazing stuffed poblano pepper. It was so, mm. so good. And um, some of the best flourless chocolate cake that I've ever eaten. So lots of really great options. I mean, the list goes on. I could spend all day talking about it. So uh, obviously they give you more than what they say is for. Like you said, it for like two meals and you ended up eating on it all week. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I have so much food in my fridge still. Like I'm, I'm not struggling to get through it, but there's only so much I can eat in one day. So um, I'm, I would highly recommend, like, even if it's just you, if you're, you know, somebody that's single and you still want to support these local businesses, I mean, get creative with some of your leftovers. Like I have a lot of rice leftover for my poke bowl. So I'm going to make like a stir fry, you know, some of the veggies that I got in my vegetable box that I also picked up from the hub. So you can get really creative with some of your leftovers and um, even freeze some of the stuff, you know, if you can't finish it all or whatnot, but it's a really great value. And you're also supporting your local economy and some of those, you know, chefs and artisans and farmers that you might not be able to support, um, you know, because some of them don't have like an online platform or they don't have mm -hmm. a way to deliver their food. So this has been a great way to still support all these people. Yeah, honestly, I just think people are getting so innovative and they're pulling together to help the smaller, not the chain restaurants, but the smaller restaurants. Yeah. And you know, that, that's what I love. That's what I've built my business at uh, tabletop media group off of is these small independently owned restaurants. And so, you know, we're just trying to do as much as we possibly can to support them and make sure that they're here after the pandemic. Um, because you know, that that's like the lifeblood of some of these local economies and you always think of, you know, restaurants as places that you go and gather or, you know, your local farmers. And, you know, I, I just want to see all of them succeed or, you know, just try to get through this time together. Um, so what can people do to help their local mom and pops if they can't really, you know, if they obviously they can't go out and eat the restaurants So tell us some options. So a lot of the restaurants and certainly check on like their social media or Google my business pages, but a lot of the restaurants are offering curbside. So you can literally just call them. You could give your credit card over the phone if you want. And then you just pull up right in front of the restaurant. And most of the time their employees will just run out the food for you and they could like put it right in the trunk. You don't even really have to roll down your window in some instances. So that's a great way to support them. A lot of them are offering delivery. I will say I'm a big believer and if you can do curbside, do that because some of the third party delivery services mm -hmm. take 30% of the restaurant sales. And so that, that kind of hurts, you know, mm -hmm. uh, especially during this time, but some restaurants are offering in-house delivery, which I think is really cool. So that's just kind of like a tip that I've learned um, in this industry is to certainly support those restaurants um, who are doing their own delivery or if you can, and if you have the means to travel to go pick it up curbside, certainly do that. Another way is a lot of them have gift cards that you can buy and that will definitely help them right now. Um, although you will redeem it later on, but that's something that you can do. Even if they have a way electronically to tip their staff, we've mm -hmm. seen some amazing people just coming out of the woodwork. I know some of our clients have gotten like hundred, $200 tips from people on top of like a $30 to go order. And 
that just like melts their heart. They're mm -hmm. so thankful for that. And so, you know, whatever kind of means you have, um, spending your money locally, I think is so important. You know, if you can purchase, you know, just a meal maybe once a week or something like that from one of your favorite restaurants, I know that will really mean the world to them. I know we've been purchasing our normally um, the golf course here. They were down to like zero employees hardly. I mean, there was mm. like four or five and these waitresses were really planning, you know, because they're only making a minimum wage. And so we do every Thursday night, we do steak night and we give them the, the two waitresses that are actually fulfilling the orders. We give them extra tips and I wrote a little nice card for them. So this little, little something goes a long way. It makes them feel appreciated. It really does. And I love the fact that, you know, you gave them like a little handwritten note. I think that's something that's so awesome that people can do too, just to let them know that you're thinking of them, like mm -hmm. do a little handwritten note or, you know, write a little something extra on your receipt or whatever it is. And I know that that brings a smile to their face, especially during this kind of time. So you cover restaurants. Now, what about these hotels? Because I know these hotels are suffering as well. And you you have a couple of clients at hotels, am I correct? Yes. So we do have a couple of clients for hotels. Um, we had the AC Hotel at Raleigh North Hills and the Renaissance Hotel at Raleigh's North Hills. Both of them um, had to unfortunately close down um, during this time or just have like limited number of people working. So I know I was actually texting with um, one of the ladies at the Renaissance Hotel. And, you know, they're just kind of gauging as a company when to open back up, um, when it's worth it, when it's safe. And so those are just some of the big questions that they're having to talk about right now. And so most of, most of their employees are just working from home right now or, you know, just kind of taking it easy during this time until they get some guidance on opening back up. Um, I will say that uh, the Siena Hotel, they have been able to stay afloat and they have started a really great uh, kind of carry out program at their restaurant. So they also have a restaurant inside the hotel called El Palio and they've been getting really creative doing like virtual wine tastings, which has been super cool. And uh, Chef Adam Rose there, he has created lots of great family kind of meals, which has been really successful for them. So, you know, like family trays of pasta that you can take home and, and heat up for, for the whole crew. So that's been really great. I think it's just, you know, a matter of getting creative and thinking outside the box um, on what you can do right now. But I know that they definitely have not had people traveling to the hotel really to stay. Um, I know, you know, every now and then you might have somebody that has to um, come in, like maybe they have a doctor's appointment mm -hmm. at UNC or something and they might have to stay. But outside of that kind of stuff, you know, you're not really seeing a whole lot of travel going on. Now you said El Palio, they had, they just launched a cooking class right before this hit. Am I correct? Yeah. So they were really trying to push, they're doing pasta making classes with chef Adam and chef Bob. And so they're um, having people come and do like private, you can do like a solo pasta making class or a class for two if you want. And so that's something that they've really been trying to push, but obviously right now, you know, mm -hmm. they can't do that. Um, so hopefully after everything kind of opens back up, they can reassess that and uh, potentially launch it again. <laughs> so I had a question the other day that somebody had asked me and they were asking about the do's and don'ts of social media, like, like, for instance, right now, if they go to pick out takeout, it's great for them to tag the place that they get. Am I correct? 
Absolutely. I would certainly tag and spread some love to the folks that you're picking up takeout from. I also really love like if you can, you know, kind of plate your food nicely when you get home and take a picture of it that way. Sometimes the food gets a little jumbled around when you're in the car and it's in your to go box. So, you know, just put it on a nice plate or, you know, hold it up. If it's a burger, take a nice photo of it, that kind of way. Um, but definitely tag them. I know that goes a long way and it gives that restaurant content that they can also reshare on their social media. Okay, now I'm gonna put you on the spot because I didn't put this in our talking points, but tell uh -oh. us one unusual thing about yourself. One unusual thing? Ooh, I'm kind of an open book, but let me, let me think for a second. I know something, um, oh, this is kind of an interesting fact that I learned. So I was in a car accident way back in the day. I guess I was probably a freshman in college when this happened. And I was in Charlotte and my neck got kind of like jacked up. So I had to go to the chiropractor and they had to do x-rays and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I was at the chiropractor getting my neck work done, he looked at me and he said, did you know that you're missing a rib? And I was like, what? That's really strange. He was like, yeah, you're missing one of your ribs. So apparently I was born without one of my ribs. So that's kind of a interesting, unusual fact about me that not a lot of people know. <laughs> so now wow, you guys all know. So kind of weird. Now you do restaurants, you do hotels. You said some farms or no farms. So we, we have worked with some farmers before. Um, we, we were working with Cheshire Pork based out of Goldsboro. Um, I know a lot of our meat producers are hurting a lot right now. Um, and we have worked like with the North Carolina Department of Ag to host farm tours. We were working on another North Carolina wine tour for chefs and beverage professionals. But unfortunately, you know, we can't go on a North Carolina wine tour right now. So a lot of those kind of events and tours had to be paused um, by it. I, I'm really excited for the future and just seeing what's going to happen. And I mean, it will definitely have some changes. I know with how we operate, how we do our business and hosting events and all of that. So I know phase two starts on the 22nd. Am I correct? You know, I need to look and see exactly the date on that. But yeah, I know that we're all looking for some guidance from the governor as far as like what kind of protocol is going to have to go into place for restaurant owners, especially uh, for the farms. Even um, I know a lot of our restaurant owners are talking about doing, of course, half capacity. That's probably going to be coming down the pipe. Um, the governor might not allow like bar seating since it's such close proximity you might have to take out a certain number of tables or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's going to be a lot of interesting guidelines that go into place and we'll have to train everybody about how to be safe. And, you know, a lot of the staff hasn't been working, so they're going to have to be trained about how to wear a mask and, you know, number of times to wash your hands and when to wear gloves and sanitizing and all of that kind of stuff. So we have a quote, uh, comment from Heather Barnes said we love working with tabletop in the ag world. Oh, hey, Heather. <laughs> we were just talking about you earlier about the social media for farmers workshop that we've been doing. So big shout out to you for making that possible. 
Yeah, that honestly, that's I learned a few tips. I told you this yesterday in a message that I actually used this in a tip later on in a blogging group that I was in, and they were like, "Wow!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I sound so smart, but this is Kristen. I gave you all the credit." <laughs> oh well, thank you, Melissa. I'm glad that you know you could learn something new. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, "She probably already knows everything I'm going to be talking about." <laughs> but... Well, you know, I always feel like there's always, even if I leave one thing with just one thing different and knew that I know it's worth it because that's true. social media changes so much. Oh yeah. It's changing. I mean, every single second of the day, I feel like there's always something new that you have to learn. Yeah. I'm going to pick your brain. Um, tell us a few quick social media tips. Oh, wow. Okay. So one thing that I've really been loving and I'm so glad that you're using this, Melissa is going live on social media. So like Facebook live is a great one. I also love Instagram live. And one of my tips would be, um, especially if you're an influencer or you're a business owner, what have you try to partner with somebody and collaborate. So like on Instagram and like what we're doing right now, Facebook live, you can go live with one other person if you want. And so think of some really cool things that you could do. Like maybe you're a strawberry farmer. Perhaps you could go live with Melissa at Adventures of Frugal Mom and you guys could make a really fun strawberry dessert together um, virtually. And so I think that's one of my big takeaways from all of this is even when we are out of uh, COVID-19 and the current pandemic, still use those live tools because so many people are watching them. And, you know, I do think that in the future, some people might still be scared to get out and about. And it's just a great tool that you can use to really connect with people when you're not there in person. So that's one of my big tips and um, just start trying it out. I mean, I'm sure Melissa, like me, it, there are some times when you're like, crap, I can't believe I said that or, mm -hmm. oh no, I forgot to hit the end button fast enough and I looked crazy. But I mean, just practice, practice makes perfect, you know, so certainly practice um, using some of those live tools that are available. Yeah, I will say, because if you look at Friday's um, live I did with the Mrs. T, Tiffany Haywood, at the very beginning, I was like all tongue-tied, and I'm like, never mind, you know, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> it does, it does. And, you know, another tip too about going live, and I mentioned this in my social media for farmers class the other day, is practice just like turning on a setting that only you can see it. So on Facebook, whenever you're going live, there's a setting where there's public, friends, friends of friends, and then only me. So I highly recommend just, you know, set aside a couple of minutes for you to practice and actually walk through how to go live. So I think that's great. Turn on that only me setting and uh, go live and just see how it works. Heather says, glad you're learning from the classes. I've learned so much. Oh, good. I'm glad she's learning too. That's awesome. And then I have to get a shout out to Sandy Brannon. She says, thank you for asking her to share social media tips because she was actually in that group last night that I was sharing the social media tips. On. That is so great. Awesome. Hi, Sandy. And sure. I, I would love to meet you one day and I'm happy to talk all things social media. She is actually a author she's written two books and one of her books was number seven on the top 100 in amazon for wow. sales like free sales because she had offered them free and it was number seven. Oh my so gosh that's amazing cool. wow yeah. what's the name of her book becoming invisible and i always get that net the other one 
nothing stays hidden, something stays hidden, something with hidden. Sandy, okay. if you're still watching, can you drop it in the comments? Because I always get the second one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they are very tear jerky books. They are very Aww. like Kleenex because they're like, but they're so good. Wow, I'll have to read one of them and I'll look forward to, to seeing the titles from you, Sandy. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Sure. I'm, I'm trying to think of some other like kind of fun social media tips. Uh, one thing that I have been working on today, and if Heather's still watching, I'm wrapping up my Google My Business uh, lesson that I'm teaching tomorrow. And so that's one tool that I feel like a lot of people just don't really know about or they are kind of confused about. And so Google My Business is a fantastic tool. It's totally for free. So especially it's great if you have a physical location, maybe you're a farm and you have you know a physical farm that people can come out and visit. I just got an office in downtown Warrington for tabletop media groups. I was able to claim my free listing. And so it helps your SEO, so your search uh, ranks, if you do claim your business on Google. So anytime somebody looks up tabletop media group now on Google, you'll see now on the far right of the Google search, you'll see my banner photo, my business's phone number, my website, any type of Google reviews that I've received. And so that's something really cool that I highly recommend people claiming. And you know, it's, it's along the lines of social media. It's a web tool that's out there. And it, in, in a way, I think it's a, a great tool on the social front because you can also create updates for your business on Google My Business. So you could have an update um, of what you're offering right now. Maybe you're a restaurant and you know you have a special 30% offer that you can put on there. So it's pretty cool. And Melissa has it up there. Uh, that's what a Google My Business listing looks like. And so you're able to see any updates from the business, reviews, where their address is. And like I said, it really does help your business to go up in the ranks. Um, and so I... I definitely suggest going ahead and claiming that if you are a business owner and um, like I said, totally free. So it's a great uh, little tool. And you're going to go over that with the farmers tomorrow. Yeah, we're going over that tomorrow. And so I think that's going to be huge because a lot of farmers I know have no idea how to claim their Google my business listing. And so I am so excited. I hope all of them claim their farms and especially for someone that you know maybe lives in the city Perhaps they want to go strawberry picking. Well, how they're probably looking right now on Google places to go strawberry picking or strawberry picking near me. And now they can pop up on a Google search because they've claimed their listing and they can add in updates about when their fields are open and their hours and their business phone number. So I think it's going to be a really great class for tomorrow. Are you going to go through and teach them how to change the hours? Because I know a certain farmer that's true that she can't get her hours to change on Google. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I will definitely be teaching that. And one thing too, another little tip is that Google, my business, it, they will take feedback from other Google users and adjust your hours just for you. So you constantly have to go in and make sure that your hours are correct because somebody like Melissa could go in and say, tabletop's not open nine to five. They're open eight to five. And you, Melissa could change my hours and if I uh, am not keeping tabs on it, Google will just automatically update it for me. So it's something to definitely you know, keep tabs on. And um, you do get notifications that people have made recommendations for your business. 
but Google will automatically publish those unless you physically go in and reject those changes. So that's something kind of interesting as well. That is interesting because I didn't know that somebody else could go in and change your hours. So that's, yeah. that's definitely something that everybody needs to look into, even if they're not a farmer. I know. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, any business uh, that's that has a physical location, certainly. And, you know, something that I just like to do because it's kind of nerdy, but fun <laughs> is like, especially in where I live, I live in a small town and um, there are some businesses that maybe have closed or, you know, maybe there is a new business. You can actually go in just as a regular old person and mark stuff as permanently closed or things like that. And I just help. I, I think it helps the town to look a little bit better when, you know, if there's a business that I know has closed like five years ago and it's still on Google, I'll just go ahead and mark it as permanently closed and Google will eventually take it down because I would hate for somebody visiting my small town to be excited to go to that ice cream shop that hasn't been there for five years and like drive all this way. So something else that you can do um, if you know, you live in a community where you want to kind of liven up the Google. <laughs> uh, search. So. Yeah. Cause Warrington is such a hot spot, a night spot, right? I know we're trying, we're trying. <laughs> About like Pikeville and Goldsboro right now. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's and and you know that that's another thing too that we're trying to just disseminate this information to our local community up in Warrington and you know other rural counties about how to claim these listings because you know it does drive tourism and traffic to your town if people start discovering you through a tool like Google. So Okay. Pretty cool stuff. Else did you or <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just really happy that you had me on your Facebook Live today and, and gave me a chance to just chat about some of the really cool things that have been going on. And um, I guess the only other thing would be just to encourage everybody, if you are in the raleigh Cary area or if you want to make a little drive out, uh, to definitely check out that community hub. And it's at koancary.com, K-O-A-N, carry.com. And you can place your orders until Thursday at three. And Melissa has that link up there as well. Um, but I hope that you guys will support uh, the community hub and help to support other small business owners and farmers through that. Um, Heather must be from Pikeville because she says Pikeville is jumping. At least the grocery store is. <laughs> uh, I, I forget how you say the name of where Heather is from. Is it? Lucoma, Lucoma, Lucoma. Okay, yep. she's like right near me, so I'm definitely gonna have to have her on. So I know she would be so awesome, and she works at the uh, Department of Ag in North Carolina. She does a lot with the Farm to School program with the Sweet Potato Commission. So she's a wealth of knowledge, and I've known her for a long time, and it's just always such a pleasure to work with her and collaborate on some fun projects. She did say, I'm from Lucoma. She put it in Lucoma. I couldn't, I didn't know if it was Lucoma or Lucoma. I've never actually known how to say it. So I'm glad that I, I know now, Melissa. She did tell me yesterday that she really wants to meet you because she's like, she's right down the street from me. <laughs> yep. Once this COVID-19 is over, let's do lunch. I mean, really. And Kristen, drive down and do lunch with us. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. Yes, please. <laughs> Okay, so the community hub, when will it be listing everything on it for um, for pickup on Saturday? So everything is currently listed on the website. So if you go right now, you'll see all the different offerings for Saturday. 
And so orders have to be placed Thursday by three. But then what we're hoping is for the next week hub. So that would be what day is that? The 23rd of May. We're hoping to have everything launched by Friday night or early Saturday morning for the following week hub. So if you go um, click on that button, order from the hub now, it will pull up a backend. It's called Toast is the system that we're using. And you'll just have to schedule um, your pickup for like a Saturday at you know one o'clock or whatever kind of time frame, and then it will populate all the menu items. I am trying to share that screen. I clicked the thing, and then it came to a different screen. So now I got to go back again. <laughs> You're good. So Hopefully it'll work for you. Oh man, I mean they have some really interesting stuff up there. I just saw it. Yeah, it's really great. And the the one kind of tricky part is that you do have to put, yeah, there you go, that you want to uh, place your pickup for Saturday. Otherwise, the hub offerings won't show. So that is one thing just to tell those of you that are listening. But you'll see all the different family meals. I know uh, Baba Ganoush has some great, uh, like a Greek meza type of offering. Donovan's Dish has shrimp and grits. Robinson Ferry, they're up in Warrington. They're doing a garlic butter shrimp, which I cannot wait to try. And Whiskey Kitchen, a chicken and broccoli casserole, the poke bowls, all sorts of awesome options. I see a lot of tabletop um, clients up here. Yes, yeah, so we, we reached out to a lot of our clients and most of them did want to participate, which was really cool. Like we have stir that's in there. They're doing a really delicious white cheddar mac and cheese with chicken on top. And um, then Jen Rice has just been amazing. She has a lot of great relationships with people in the Triangle area. So she was able to get like crude bitters to do like a fun little cocktail bitter pack. She also got boxcar cheese to do cheese dreams are made of this <laughs> package, which I love the name. Um, and then we have mama's salsa, which is some of the best salsa I've ever had. I ate like half a jar of salsa in a matter of two days. It was so good. And, um, one of the farmers that I mentioned earlier, G and D produce, they partnered up with Ridgeview farms that are, they're both in Warren, uh, Warren County. And so they're doing this amazing produce box. It's only 20 bucks and you get a bunch of strawberries, different kind of lettuces, bok choy, et cetera. So it's a really great one as well so um, definitely yeah it's so good and her lettuce is some of the best lettuce that i've ever had no lie i i buy it from her up here all the time whenever it's in season and it's just so good like you get it and it still has the dirt on the ends of it you know you have to wash it yourself and you can just tell it's like fresh from the farm for sure I never knew anybody could be excited about getting <laughs> having to wash dirt off their lettuce. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it just connects you to the land, you know? Like, I don't think lettuce is supposed to be in a plastic tub. Like, you know, I'd rather pick it out of the ground and wash it myself and just know that it's fresh. <laughs> well, Kristen, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you, Melissa. I'm so excited that I got to come on today and just chat. This was really nice and a good little afternoon break, too. And maybe once COVID-19 is over, you can come back and talk about the new norm for the restaurants and the hotels and maybe your clients. You know, yeah. I'm to interview people. So Absolutely. I know so many of them would love to chat with you. And um, we'll definitely have to get lunch with Heather Barnes, too. <laughs> Definitely going to have Heather on because, you know, I'm, I'm a big supportive of agriculture having seen it. 
Yeah, absolutely. She would be so great to talk about farm to school and other programs that they're working on. So she's a, a great, great person. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melissa. Have a great day. Right, you too. And everybody else, have a great day. See you on Friday. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin. I hope you learned a lot from Kristen. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed and keep chatting.